Welcome to Girl Next Door, the podcast about Taylor Swift's career through the eras. I'm Becca. And I'm Molly, recording from Millersville University. From her innocent persona to a mature adult, here's Girl Next Door. Speak now or forever hold your peace because we're going to dive into the Speak Now era. She worked on the album from 2008 to 2010, but as a quick side note before we even talk about the album, Taylor made her acting debut in the feature film Valentine's Day, which came out February 12, 2010. Taylor played a stereotypical dumb blonde whose love interest was played by Taylor Lautner. In real life, they dated for three months in 2010 and were known as Taylor Squared. Speak Now continued with the recurring theme of love and heartbreak, but really showed her shift from country to pop with songs like The Story of Us and Better Than Revenge. Since she was on the road with no one around to bounce ideas off of, she wrote all 14 songs on the album by herself. Swift said that she didn't intend to write all the songs by herself, it just kind of happened. She said that she'd get her best ideas at 3am in Arkansas and didn't have a co-writer around, so she would just finish it on her own. On the deluxe edition, however, she co-wrote If This Was a Movie with Martin Johnson. Taylor announced the Speak Now World Tour in November 2010, which started on February 9, 2011 in Singapore and ended on November 22, 2011 in New York City. She performed the song Innocent, which is thought to be about Kanye West, at the 2010 MTV Video Music Awards on September 12, 2010. The music video for Sparks Fly was released in August 2011, and an album of the tour was released in November of the same year. She also released merchandise with this album on November 16, 2011. She released a fragrance named Wonderstruck, which is a nod to the song Enchanted, which is interesting because that is originally what she wanted to name the album, but we'll get into that later. Speak Now, the album was released on October 25, 2010, and was met with positive reviews. It debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, and with 1.47 million copies sold in its first week, the Speak Now album broke the record for the biggest number of one-week album sales for an album by a female country artist. All 14 songs on the Standard Edition have charted on the Billboard Hot 100, and the album spent 13 weeks at number one on the Billboard Top Country Albums chart. Sparks Fly hit the highest on the chart out of all the tracks. On the year-end best albums lists of 2010, Speak Now ranked 13 on Rolling Stone, number 10 on The Washington Post, and number 2 on The New York Times. The three bonus tracks were released November 8, 2011. Speak Now won a number of awards, including two Guinness World Records for fastest-selling digital album by a female artist and fastest-selling album in the U.S. by a female country artist in 2010, as well as favorite country album at the AMAs, top country album at the BMAs, and top-selling album at Canadian Country Music Association in 2011. The songs on the standard album of Speak Now are singles Mine, Sparks Fly, Back to December, Mean, The Story of Us, and other hits Speak Now, Dear John, Never Grow Up, Enchanted, Better Than Revenge, Innocent, Haunted, Last Kiss, and Long Live. The bonus tracks include the single Hours and other tracks If This Was a Movie and Superman. Back to December is an apology to Taylor Lautner for the way she left him. And like Forever and Always from Fearless, Last Kiss is also about Joe Jonas. So, did you like this album? Do you like this album? (laughs) That face you just gave me showed it all. Well, I didn't (laughs) listen to her then. 
Okay, but like listening to her now. Yeah, but like do I you like it. I don't listen to the album like on its own. So I don't know what I, songs. I feel that. Yeah. Like I just shuffle all her music. Yeah. Honestly, this is like her last really girly album and yeah. as I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of her girly girl stuff. So I do like the like speak now, the song speak now. I think it's Yeah. It's girly but it's, it's like kind pa- of funny. it's like passive aggressive and it's funny. Um I wanted to include the thing when we talked about the um the fragrance because it was uh, Taylor originally wanted to name the album Enchanted. So, I actually found this while I was doing research. According to an article by Tom Rowland, Taylor originally wanted the album to be titled Enchanted after the song on the album with the same name, but the CEO of her record label, Scott Bruchetta, told her, Taylor, this record isn't about fairy tales and high school anymore. That's not where you're at. I don't think the record should be called Enchanted. So, I'm thinking She should have called it Enchanted. I know. I'm thinking that she was kind of like being like fuck you to him okay maybe that's not it but i think she wanted she wanted to name something that so it could be her own her own idea so she came out with fragrance if slash when she re-releases this album will she call it enchanted maybe who knows that would be cool who knows i don't think it she will though because i feel like she's yeah, just she gonna wants say it all speak to, now Taylor's she wants version. it all to be the same yeah but, but, like, honestly, Scott Borchetta really, like, really, like, just let the girl do what she wants to do. Like, she literally made you, like, successful, basically, because she, she basically, she was one of the first artists as part of his record label, so, like... Isn't he now, like, he, he's in charge of a lot of people, though, now. Apparently, he's Justin Bieber's and yeah, Kanye. other people's. Was he Kanye's? Is he I Kanye's? honestly am not sure. But, so, we're gonna do our top 10, so, our top 10, top 10, our top 10 is, okay, from 10 to 1, mine, speak now, mean, back to December, better than revenge, the story of us, haunted, innocent, enchanted, and long live. Okay, so, uh, how do you feel about this list? Um... Do you, agree, do you agree? Do you? I don't with my agree list? with the order. I don't. Think. Okay. So yeah, Enchanted is I, so good. Recently, I've been playing it like every day in the car. Like I never listened to it. Yeah, but it's so good. This was so hard. So like, I just wanted to do this for this episode. I told you to, but I guess miscommunication. Well, yeah, because I didn't know we were doing all three. No, yeah, we we were. Red, so I can Molly do. Molly forgot to do her top ten list, but you know what? It's fine. Um, she just has to deal with mine. Uh, <laughs> let me let me see your one for red because I might agree with it. Well, Probably no, we'll not. get into that. Yeah, but I know. But I, then I want to put my thing in. Okay, so what should be number one in your opinion for Speak Hang Now? On. Where is Speak Now? I'm lost. Okay. Um, number one for Speak Now. Hang on. Is it any in this list? I think I would put mean. Really? Mean at number. That's one. my number eight. <laughs> yeah, but like that's the music I like. Like, we don't yeah, like the same we music. really don't. Every time Taylor comes out with a new album, we're the complete opposite. But all, Better Than Revenge is good. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to this kind of stuff, like, things that, like, really don't matter, I think way too hard about it. Like, ranking yeah, the order songs in an album. your last three, eight, nine, and ten, Mean, Speak Now, and Mine, I'd probably put as my number one, two, and three. See, opposite. <laughs> but Long Live, but, I mean, like, it's good. But, like, I... I don't know. It just it really 
I mean, I haven't listened to it in a while, but it's really, like, it's just so beautifully written. Like, who else could have written a song like that? Enchanted, Nami. I would put probably, though, like, in the top. Yeah, yeah. I really like Innocent, because I like the slower... Like, okay, I know I say I hate sad songs sometimes. Like, this isn't really a sad song. It's just a mellow song, and I don't know. I like it. And Haunted, it's just... I related to it so much at one point. <laughs> um, And, I don't know, I just really liked it. But anyway, uh, this album is neither of our favorites. Like, we're okay with it, but we don't love it. So that's why we didn't talk about it that much. So I'm sorry. We're sorry if you were disappointed that we didn't talk about it that much. But I just honestly don't have that much to say about it. So we're going to move on to Red. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get into the Red era. Taylor wrote the songs for Red while on tour for Speak Now. By October 2011, one year after the release of Speak Now, Taylor had written around 25 songs, which meant that the album was more than completed. However, since she used the same songwriting process for Speak Now, she didn't feel creative while writing, so she decided to collaborate with other producers to get outside her comfort zone of writing songs by herself. If Speak Now was Taylor proving herself as a serious songwriter and artist, Red reflected her passion for learning and growing. She reworked the songs for Red with collaborations during the Speak Now tour. Red refers to the range of emotions Taylor experienced during the making of the album. To quote her, Red is such an interesting color to correlate with emotion because it's on both ends of the spectrum. On one end, you have happiness, falling in love, infatuation with someone, passion, all that. On the other end, you've got obsession, jealousy, danger, fear, anger, and frustration. In my mind, all those emotions are red, end quote. Together, the songs make up the theme of the complex and complicated feelings that stem from love. As a result of getting out of her comfort zone, the album is a mix of country, pop, and rock with hints of folk and electronic and using bits of arena rock, Brit rock, dance pop, and dubstep to get very technical. Even though she wanted to expand her horizons with different sounds, she prioritized the lyrics to capture her emotions. She wrote the lyrics first, then correlated the music to the feeling depicted in the lyrics. The first song she wrote for Red was All Too Well, which she wrote during a rehearsal for the Speak Now tour. The lead single, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, was released on August 13, 2012 and topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks. On September 22, 2012, Taylor announced that she would tease one song from Red each week on Good Morning America as part of a four-week countdown to the album's release. The standard album was released on October 22, 2012 in both digital and physical formats. The deluxe edition was only available at Target. Taylor also partnered with Keds, Walmart, and Papa John's to market the album. She made many television appearances, including Ellen and 2020. She also made many radio appearances, giving interviews to a whopping 72 radio stations, mostly in the U.S., but also some international. As mentioned before, Taylor performed on many talk shows. She also performed at various awards shows such as the MTV Video Music Awards, the Country Music Association Awards, and the AMAs. Only four days after the album's release, Taylor announced the first 58 North American show dates for the Red Tour. The North American leg started in March 2013 in Omaha, Nebraska, made a few trips to Canada, and ended in Nashville in September. The tour continued in Australasia, the UK, and Asia, ending in 2014. The Red Tour resulted in her becoming the solo artist with the most sold-out shows at Staples Center, becoming the first female artist to sell out at Allianz Stadium in Sydney, Australia, and setting the record for the fastest sellout in China, which was in 60 seconds. 
The Red Tour became the highest grossing country tour of all time with a total of $150.2 million. The singles were released as such on the following dates. We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together was released on August 13, 2012. Begin Again on October 1, 2012. I Knew You Were Trouble on November 27, 2012. 22 on March 12, 2013. Red on June 21, 2013. And Everything Has Changed was released on July 16, 2013. I Knew You Were Trouble peaked at number one for seven weeks on the Billboard Mainstream Top 40 Pop Songs and number two on the Billboard Hot 100. 22 hit 20 and Red hit 6 on the Billboard Hot 100. Swift and Big Machine Records promoted Red as a country album, but critics thought it leaned more toward mainstream pop. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Taylor responded that country music, quote, feels like home, end quote, and dismissed the debate regarding her country status. Red received mostly positive reviews. Writers from Rolling Stones, Pitchfork, All Music, The Guardian, Los Angeles Times, The New York Times, and more enjoyed her songwriting and agreed that Red was a sign of Swift growing up. In 2013, Red was nominated for many awards and won Favorite Country Album at the AMAs, Top Album and Top Country Album at the Billboard Music Awards, Top Selling Album at the Canadian Country Music Association Awards, and Top Selling International Album of the Year at the 2014 Country Music Awards of Australia. Swift was also recognized in the Guinness World Records as the first solo female with 2 million selling weeks on the U.S. Albums Chart. Speak Now was the first. The songs State of Grace, I Almost Do, Stay, 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 Sad, Beautiful, Tragic, and All Too Well were written by Taylor alone, with All Too Well being created with Liz Rose and Nathan Chapman. Red, Starlight, and Begin Again was also written alone, but produced with Chapman and Dan Huff. Treacherous was created with Dan Wilson, I Knew You Were Trouble, 22, and We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together were in collaboration with Max Martin and Shellback. The last time featuring Gary Lightbody of Snow Patrol was in collaboration with Lightbody and Jack Knife Lee. Holy Ground and The Lucky One were written by Taylor Alone and produced by Jeff Basker. Everything Has Changed featuring Ed Sheeran was written with Ed Sheeran and produced by Butch Walker. The bonus tracks on the deluxe edition include The Moment I Knew and Girl at Home, both written by Taylor and produced with Chapman, and Come Back, Be Here was written with and produced by Wilson. Many of the songs on the album are about her brief relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal, including We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, State of Grace, All Too Well, and The Moment I Knew. Taylor also dated former President John F. Kennedy's great-nephew, Connor Kennedy, for a brief time. Begin Again is supposedly about their relationship. So, this one was, I think, when she, like, really peaked to fame. Um, the reason Molly is not currently talking is because she is lip-syncing the words... To all too well. To all too well. Who's excited for the 10-minute version coming out? I'm gonna be honest. Like, in okay. approximately yes. eight days. I am very excited. I'm not excited to cry. Let's get this straight. All Too Well, amazing song. If you don't like All Too Well, you deserve jail time. Let's just say that. But I am just so emotionally affected by lyrics for some reason and songs they just really affect my mood so much, and I have to be careful sometimes. I don't know what it is, 
but I'm just very much affected by music. That's what sad but music does. I just does. don't feel like crying. I'd rather... This is why I've been listening to podcasts in the car. Photo okay. album on the counter. For the top 10. So, for the top 10. Again, Molly didn't do hers because she thought it was only for 1989, which is know. next. So, we're just gonna... She's just gonna have to deal with my list if she doesn't like it. Hang on. Like I'm it. gonna look it up on Spotify. Okay. Well, mine is from 10 to 1... State of Grace, I Almost Do, 22, Treacherous, Holy Ground, I Knew You Were Trouble, Sad Beautiful Tragic, The Lucky One, All Too Well, and The Moment I Knew. I had a really hard time with this list, I'm going to be honest. It was giving me anxiety yeah, because... This is hard because they're all, like, equal. They're all, all the equal. other ones. However, there are a few of the songs that I just do not listen to. <laughs> so I knew that they were not even on the list at all. No offense to the legend Taylor Swift, but you know what? As I said in the first episode, even though you have like a favorite artist in, you know, fine arts, in um, movies, in TV shows, or in music, you're not going to like all of the pieces of art they create. And for me on the Red album, it's Stay, Stay, Stay. Oh, wait, that's on this album. I... That's what the other one I'm so excited her for. Her accent, her fake accent is still in it. Before you at so all. It's so annoying. That's a good song. Always like laughing in it. There's like all of two people on earth who like that song. And it's me and Emma. <laughs> I just... It's the same thing with our song. The twang. Oh, no. Okay. I can't. Okay, this is what I, I would say number one has to be all too well. Like, that has not always been the case, but recently, and as I'm really excited for the 10-minute version, I'm so excited. And Same. that's going to change, though. Like, my top, my tops always change. But then I would say, okay, treacherous, um, all too well, and sad, beautiful, tragic are so good Mm -hmm. like the saddest songs ever but they're so good oh i love sad beautiful tragic because it's like this album is so easy to play on guitar Mm -hmm. so and like because it's all just like four chords and sad beautiful tragic is so easy to play and fun to sing with the guitar so like i loved it was hard because i'm like i love sad beautiful tragic but i'm like is it because i actually like the song or because i like playing it on guitar i do like the song but it's not my favorite so i put it as my number four state of grace is also really good yes but the acoustic version it's is really good even too. better yeah like, they sound like two totally different songs yeah they do i'm gonna be honest it what it used to be like my favorite song by her that's why i had such a hard time with it it's just i can't listen to it right now. i started listening to the moment i knew i, I don't even know don't how remember. that song goes it's it's funny my two top songs are the two about jake gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal, man, they may have been in a relationship for the shortest amount of time out of all her boyfriends, but man, did he do a number on her. Are you listening to the moment I knew? Yeah. Okay, no, this always comes on and I'm like, skip. No, it's it's so good. I've been. That is, um, (laughs) I almost do. (laughs) That is, I almost do. Is that on this album? Yes. Okay. That's my number nine. I was really close. Well, I'm so excited for Red to come out in eight days. I mean, I I honestly don't even remember when I first ever listened to Taylor Swift. I I do not remember. when Red came out and I had bangs. Remember I cut bangs and I looked awful. Actually, like, I kind of looked cute. Yeah. I didn't. But, like, yeah, I will pretend I did. And... 
you had that red guitar is that because yeah. of taylor swift no or just, I just had you that. just wanted but i just remember i loved we are never ever getting back together and i used to call people on the phone and just sing that song are you serious like yeah <laughs> how old were you like Cousin. i used to call one of our cousins and i would sing we are never ever getting back together on the phone like maybe that happened once and i just feel like it happened more a lot because you realize what you did yeah. and you were embarrassed and no i wasn't embarrassed oh. i'm still not like that's funny read the song i like how it incorporates colors with feelings losing him was blue like i've never known missing him was dark gray all alone how oh my gosh wait hang on okay but you know in her song daylight this is a newer album. yes she says like i used to think love would was burning red now it's golden and she recognizes how she's grown just a little foreshadowing Welcome to 1989, Taylor Swift's fifth studio album and first full pop album, completing her shift over to pop music. She wanted to create a pop-only album after experimenting with country and pop, explaining that she believed that, quote, if you chase two rabbits, you lose them both, end quote. Taylor titled the album 1989 after the year she was born to symbolize the rebirth of her sound and image. 1989 is a synth-pop, electro-pop, and dance-pop album. Taylor was really inspired by 80s pop music and admired that it was a very experimental period in music history. Musicians during the 80s steered away from physical instruments such as guitars, pianos, and drums and started experimenting with audio mixers and synthetic and electronic sounds. To make a smooth transition to pop, Taylor primarily collaborated with the biggest mainstream pop songwriters and producers Max Martin and Shellback for 1989 while sticking with her longtime co-producer and friend Nathan Chapman. She collaborated with Martin and Shellback for the previous huge hits I Knew You Were Trouble, 22, and We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. She said she loved working with them for 1989 because they put different perspectives on her ideas, which allowed her to grow as a songwriter. The CEO of her record label, Big Machine Records, Scott Borchetta, was nervous about Taylor's decision to create a pop-only album and tried to convince her to include three country songs, but she refused and did what she wanted to do. The 1989 era was the beginning of Taylor's consistent collaboration with singer, songwriter, musician, and record producer Jack Antonoff. Antonoff is the lead singer of the band Bleachers and a guitarist and drummer for the band Fun. Although her sound and image changed drastically, her talent of storytelling through lyrics did not change nor disappoint. During this era, Taylor became more active on social media to promote 1989 and to gain and connect with younger fans by being herself on platforms and sometimes posting her daily activities. She partnered with Subway, Keds, and Diet Coke to promote the album. She also hosted a live stream on Yahoo where she announced the release of 1989 and released the lead single, Shake It Off. Taylor invited a small number of fans who were very engaged with her on social media to the 1989 Secret Sessions, which the VIP fans were invited to her houses to listen to some of the songs on the album through September 2014. The standard and deluxe albums were released digitally on October 27, 2014, with the deluxe edition available only at Target. After a small conflict with Apple regarding streaming, Swift starred in a few commercials for Apple Music. To promote 1989, Taylor appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Ellen, Late Night Show with David Letterman, and Good Morning America. The performances during the 1989 era took place at the MTV Video Music Awards, AMA's iHeart Radio Music Festival, CBS Radio's We Can Survive Benefit Concert, the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, and the Jingle Ball Tour. The 1989 World Tour started in May 2015 in Tokyo and ended in December of the same year in Melbourne, totaling 85 shows. 
Along with the songs on 1989, Taylor also performed songs from her previous albums, putting a synth-oriented twist on them so that they corresponded with the current album. Taylor invited special guests, aka her friends, on stage with her during some of the shows. Selena Gomez, Lisa Kudrow, and Dwayne Wade were just a few of the guests who made an appearance on stage. The 1989 World Tour was the highest-grossing tour of 2015, selling about 2.3 million tickets and making over $250.7 million. The tour was praised by critics for her performances, the special guests, and because she was simply herself as she performed and connected with the audiences. 1989 received mostly positive reviews. However, the synth-pop production divided critics, with the not-so-thrilled ones saying that Swift's transition to pop wasn't very successful. Alexis Petridis from The Guardian praised the album, saying that it represented 1980s-style synth-pop authentically. Of the seven singles, New Romantics was the only one not certified platinum or multi-platinum, but the album itself is nine times certified platinum in the U.S. Thanks to 1989, Taylor Swift became the first artist to have three albums each sell one million copies within the first week of release and was the first album released in 2014 to sell over one million copies, which is crazy because it was released in October. <laughs> the album hit number one on charts in 12 countries, including the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. It also hit number two on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart for the end of the 2010 decade and spent its first year in the top 10 of the Billboard 200 chart. 1989 won favorite pop slash rock album at the 2015 AMAs, album of the year for the western side of the world at the 2015 Japan Gold Disc Awards, album of the year at the 2016 iHeartRadio Music Awards, and best pop vocal album and album of the year at the 58th Grammy Awards, making Taylor the first female solo artist to win album of the year twice, the first for Fearless in 2010. This Love is the only track written by Taylor alone and co-produced with Nathan Chapman. Taylor collaborated with Ryan Tedder and Noelle Zancanella for Welcome to New York and I Know Places. Blank Space, Shake It Off, Bad Blood, Wildest Dreams, and How You Get the Girl were in collaboration with Max Martin and Shellback. All You Had to Do Is Stay was created with Martin, Shellback, and Matt Man and Robin. Style was created with Martin, Shellback, and Ali Payami. Out of the Woods and I Wish You Would were both in collaboration with Jack Antonoff and the latter with Greg Kirsten. And Clean was co-written and co-produced with Emojin Heap. The bonus tracks Wonderland and New Romantics were also created with Martin and Shellback. And You Are In Love was co-written and co-produced with Antonoff. The CD Deluxe Edition also includes the music and vocal voice memos for I Know Places, I Wish You Would, and Blank Space. And finally, the singles from 1989 are Shake It Off, Blank Space, Style, Bad Blood, Wildest Dreams, Out of the Wood, and New Romantics. Between the Red and 1989 eras, Taylor also dated Harry Styles, and the songs Style, Out of the Woods, and Wonderland are thought to be about him and the relationship. Uh, when I was reading for the script for this, or for when I was doing research, I read that You Were in Love was inspired by Jack Antonoff and his girlfriend, Lena Durnham, I think her name is, but th like that was back then they're not i think she actually got married recently to someone else that's so but, sad that song that just but, made me lose all hope because i love sorry. that song um but yeah i just thought i was like oh that's cute but um so for my top 10 and molly actually wrote her top 10 too finally mine's more organized than yours um i just didn't want it to take up so much space i'm sorry so i wrote it horizontally instead of vertically um anyway so from 10 to 1, mine is Welcome to New York, Style, I Know Places, Out of the Woods, This Love, Clean, Bad Blood, 
wildest dreams blank space wonderland okay i did mine like the other way like from one to ten okay no i'll just read it okay ten to one number ten is out of the woods nine bad blood eight this love seven how you get the girl six you are in love five welcome to new york four new romantics three wildest dreams taylor's version two blank space and one clean wow so actually i don't know if i like wildest dreams taylor's version better i just say it because i support her no i i but i think the the original is better like like it sounds better in my opinion see for me i feel like the newer version she has more passion in the bridge in my opinion i don't know i mean her her vocals are much cleaner yeah the, the song itself just sounds more edited the bridge for that song and she is making a wildest statement. dreams really is good i don't know i, I can't believe you didn't top. have wonderland on your list i know wonderland's good i actually probably could have switched wonderland out with out of the woods because like you don't like out of the woods i don't love out of oh, the woods. you suck no, i'm no. just kidding um but i love this love and you are in love i didn't like them when the album first came out because same, like, i didn't even listen because to this well love, i was, it was like too slow but now i love it i was like 11 yeah when it came out so like i wasn't like yes like this love i didn't is care good. This love is bad. but it's so good i <laughs> i felt like this when i first listened to it i've listened to you are in love and i like it but again it's a sappy love song i think it's I saw really cute something where they said i think this love they said is like one of her best pieces lyrically but like instrumentally one of the worst and i was like no i disagree no. like yeah I read, I have, um, I have a Taylor Swift magazine. I think it's a Rolling Stones magazine. Someone got me one time and bad blood, I think was the, the last one on the list. I don't think it's bad. I don't know why critics think it's it's bad. bad (laughs) Funny. No, it is a good song, but it's your number nine and it's my number. What is it? Four? No, like it's, it's it's a good song, but like. I just like the really, like, I like where you, I don't know. I like clean because the instrumentals are so cool. It's clean. Like, the it, instrumentals they are, are clean. very clean. Um, They're so cool. Uh, back to the, this love, the, um, instrumental, the instruments. I think that this, uh, like, this love is, the metaphor for the song is Simplicity water. also, though. Well, like, it's water, like, the ocean yes. tide came let you come made you come to me and then it took you back out again but it's also it's a simple song it's a simple song yeah and like that's how she wanted it to be oh no i understand that but i like the instrumentals because it's like it makes me picture water like it i picture like nighttime at the beach yeah like that's what it makes me picture. that's i think what this whole album kind of tried to portray like clean like that's the vibe i get from the whole album. i do not get dark I do not get nighttime at the beach for the entire album. I a get lot maybe, of it I do. I get maybe LA beach. Um like LA no. in general, like California. Best people. I mean in life not are out free. of the woods. But like clean, I get like water, like ocean. Oh, you just mean that. I thought you meant like nighttime beach. No, I just meant the ocean. Oh, the in ocean. General. Oh, okay. Like I, I yeah, think I like get that. wildest dreams. Like I like it's standing just, staring like, at the sunset. Yeah, like it just makes me think of the beach. Yes. Like, all of them. I think it all except for Welcome to New York. <laughs> you know what you know how like you um what's the word? You I guess correspond songs with memories. We listened to exactly. this entire album at LBI. 
well, Long no, Beach Island, New but Jersey. But also when we went to Newport. That too. So I always think so, about yeah, Newport. Yeah, yeah. So we just uh, like we just tie tie. That's the word. I was we tie this album to basically yeah. the beach because of Newport. That's why this album like the so good. So and I also think of the mansions in Newport mm-hmm. and like new like romantics. all of them. Yeah, like it makes yeah new romantics. And it's funny because new romantic new romantic says I could build a castle out of yeah. all the bricks I throw. But me, like so that's funny, all of them. Like I, it's yeah. just like a very good album. Um, but yeah, yeah, that one was really hard too. The, the bridge to clean. Yeah is so good it is it's like it's so good that song is amazing it's supposed to be about like the addiction to a toxic relationship and it's like the addiction to alcohol and also when is she dropping that when is she dropping taylor's version of 1989 i already released wildest dreams it has to be next i can't deal with it i think she just released wildest dreams her version because it was trending on tiktok yeah and she didn't want Scarebron getting money for it which i mean go off you're a strong powerful woman you taylor can do anything so you know what you make your money as you have been since you were what 16 17 years old amazing i don't blame you people piss me off because they're like oh she's a sellout because she was switched completely to pop she just wants the money and all the fans like no she's talented exactly mm-hmm. get you a girl that can do both so next week we will be talking about um reputation and lover very excited because i love reputation it's time to go but tune back in in two weeks for the next episode i'm becca and i'm molly thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening.